Are you ovulating again? Yeah, apparently. Uh, has it been, it's been four weeks? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Three weeks. Or what no, no, no. It's been like 26, 27 days since my period. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's right. That makes sense. But it seems like it's gone so quickly. Yeah, well, like it has. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I had my – like I can't remember my last period. I can't remember when I was having periods. It kind of stretches out a bit and they, yeah. you get longer gaps in between. But yeah, yeah. people say that that can be like a year or two. But for me it was just – Just kind of ended. It then just stopped. Yeah, yeah, right. Pretty quickly. I don't know. Like I've always – you know what I mean? Like having, I've had my period now for like 12 years, you know what I mean? Which is so long. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? It's half my life essentially. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Does it feel weird not getting it? Do you ever kind of think about it? Do you ever miss it? Do you ever yeah. feel? No. Nah. Yeah. You just kind of whatever. Yeah. Like don't, you don't, don't miss it. But I mean, it was fine when I was having it, but you don't miss it at all. I don't. Hmm. It's really interesting, this flow app I'm using, which gives you a lot of information about what's happening at every day of yeah. your cycle, hormonally, what's going on. Yeah, that's And, you, like, you log your symptoms or, like, how you're feeling, your mood, everything, and you really do start to see patterns. And, like, the last few days my back has kind of been quite sore, my lower back. Yeah. And I've been like, oh, weird. And then I was, like, reading and it was like, backache is a big you know, ovulation. Yeah. And also like your pain tolerance is lower. Oh, right, like your pain yeah. threshold is around about this time of, and all of your PMS symptoms are progesterone. That's progesterone uh-huh. is doing all of that. Um, and also like, I just read a whole thing about being really tired and like this part of your period, which makes sense. Like I woke up feeling quiet, even though I slept for like nine and a half hours, I was still quite tired and kind of just like apathetic this morning. So it's just all that kind of stuff's really interesting. <laughs> so in the cave, that would have meant that you'd you'd be easier to, oh, this sounds terrible, pin down or to <laughs> kind of, you know, impregnate. Maybe. If you've got less energy. Maybe. Isn't that terrible? Or just like. Or you're not going to go out and gather maybe. berries. You could just be around the cave. Ready Being safe. For- yeah. In- <laughs> Insemination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it is very interesting. And, like, to just read a lot about they have a lot of stats of, like, how many women, like, percentages kind of experience this and experience. It makes you really notice how it is such a shared female experience. And it's something that, like, I feel like we don't really often talk about, like, kind of the finer points of what people go through and how, yeah, it is every single month. And everyone kind of talks about PMS as, like, oh, mood swings kind of you being like a bit crazy or whatever but it's like Mm. there's so there's such a biological chemical thing going on in your body that is making you like this you know what I mean it's not you as a person being irritable and I think that's really quite important to like just kind of learn about yourself because I think it definitely growing up just gets you know categorized as like you know girls are crazy that time of month oh yeah and i mean how how fabulous to introduce that as early as possible as a as a possible theme for women like at the moment i'm you know the crazy woman thing um i know that lena dunham and someone else they do a podcast i can't we'll put it in the show notes (laughs) but i think their theme is I think the whole theme for the podcast yeah. is 
this trope of the crazy woman. Mm-hmm. And I saw the other day, like I haven't listened to any episodes, but I saw the other day they were talking about Frances Farmer, who was that actress that there was a great Jessica Lang movie, although I say great because it was it's one of it's maybe the only movie I've ever walked out of the cinema in during, but it was this yeah young up and coming Hollywood actress in maybe the mm. I say thirties forties, but I might be completely wrong. And she, God, I can't even remember the details of her life, but it was but you know it was a real real person. Um, but she, she either was suffering mental health issues or she was kind of a strong so-called difficult woman mm. who was trying to assert herself and got categorized as, you know, a crazy witch. And yeah. she ended up having a lobotomy, being wow. you know, being sectioned, being hospitalized, wow. forced lobotomy without, um, you know, obviously without her consent. own consent. <laughs> yeah. And that was where I walked out. Like I could not – I knew what was happening. I knew that, you know, because they'd been talking about her – being lobotomized and I just could not watch it because she was this, you know, this great so, sort of woman, female character that was kind of like, you know, strong, out there, feisty, independent, whatever, and then they were just going to destroy her by removing part of her brain. So I walked out of the cinema. So just wait, that's a movie or it's a real? It's a film. But about a real It's person. about a, a real right, person. Sure, yeah, sure, so sure. it was a, a fictionalised version with Jessica Lang playing the Francis sure. Farmer character. and. Right put the name of it in the show notes but anyway recently so I saw that Mm. the other day but then also recently I've been thinking a lot about you know mental health issues Mm. and when it coincides with a woman like she's often dismissed and belittled and I don't know it's kind of just given as a oh you know she's crazy but I'm following someone on Facebook who's mm. a psychologist and a researcher and she's very concerned with trauma and, you know, PTSD and how that looks for someone after right. trauma, how their behaviour can change, how mm. they can become, you know, categorised as having mental illness and, and indeed they they might. Mm. Um, but why is it it doesn't come out of nowhere Sometimes, no. sometimes it's a res- it's a trauma response. Mm. So, anyway, that's very interesting. And it's like if you think about women's role in society, and if you think about, say, female history. So, it, you know, looking at women as a group, as a society, into themselves, and kind of as a culture into themselves, as a as a group, there's been a huge amount of trauma since the beginning of you know human history. A huge yeah. amount of violent sexual emotional like all kinds of trauma huge amount of control Uh, you know as a group it's been an oppressed group and that stuff doesn't just go away just because we're living in a time where maybe that is less systematic even though it still very much is but you know there's been those improvements that is still very much remembered by people by people's bodies by people's you know, family histories and and learnt behaviours and all of that kind of stuff, that all gets passed down. And we are the descendants of women who were, you know. Brutalised. And pillaged and, you know, have experienced all of that, even though it's so far back, you know, and that stuff is still very much in our culture and so many women still experience it. And, you know, yeah, they're doing so much more research into how this also gets remembered in your genes and in your chemical Mm. makeup and in all of that kind of stuff. I don't know, just I find it so interesting. It's like we go through such 
a hormonal chemical shift on the monthly. You mm. know, obviously men have hormone cycles too, but in no way to the same extent, you know, that that is constantly changing in our bodies mm. and kind of we're expected to be consistent. And if you're not consistent, there's something wrong with you and you're, yeah. you know what I mean? That, that's a deficit in you. But really that is just because we're being compared to men and what they are like, you know, and that's what constantly happens in the world. Anytime a woman em- enters a new space, it is in a male space. Yeah. Like I remember learning that the reason that um, women get so cold in kind of like offices and stuff like that is because temperatures are set yes. for men wearing suits and yes. that that's never been adjusted. And then that perpetuates that stereotype of, oh my God, women are always cold. It's like, well, we're existing in buildings that are made for you and your three piece suits, suits from the fifties. Mm. You know what I mean? And, mm. and just things like that. And it's just so interesting. And then you put in contraception too. And it's like, okay, we're, we're suddenly messing with a very delicate hormone balance, which is, you know, yeah, super delicate to begin with. And then we're adding yeah. something else to it and then turning around to women and be like, oh, why aren't you more functional? Why, like, why aren't you normal? And it's just, it's a way of really, I think as well, you know, <laughs> a, a way to really destroy people's confidence is to make them not feel like themselves. You know, that's what all of yeah. that kind of, you know, like a lobotomy or like the kind of psychological shit that they used to do back in the day. It's like it, yeah. it breaks you down. And and you can be far more easily controlled when you are disempowered and when you are broken down. I mean, 100%. it's what they do to the army in the army. Yeah. And it's just like there's nothing worse than not feeling like yourself. And ever since like going back on the pill the last like mm. few weeks, like it's better now. But the first like like little while and just kind of I've had like this weird nervous energy, which I'm not used to having. Right. And it's making me like because of how I tend to deal with like that stuff it makes me want to be very planny, be very listy, be very like control you know what I mean controlling your nest controlling my space yeah and my nest and trying to be like oh I'm feeling this energy how do I Mm. manage it and so I get super like almost hyper functional with it to the point that it does become detrimental and like the other weekend I was just like in this mood and like you just really wanted to like plan a lot you know which you haven't been like that for a, a while. Like last year you let go of all of that and that was because it was not possible. You could not plan. You had no control over anything. And there was, was nothing happening. to plan. <laughs> and you, Yeah, yeah, but I thought you'd sort of, yeah, and the lists had stopped. So you sort of that sort of coming back in. It is. And, of course, like it's one of those things. It's like how do you know like it's been a very busy couple of weeks. There's like a lot going on and so that often makes me feel like I need to have that just so I'm across everything. Yeah. But it's just this kind of. And I was saying to Anna about it the other day, like it feels kind of manic in a way that I'm I'm not that, you know. It's just it's very kind of, I don't know, unsettled. 